Welcome, everybody, to the Discovery It podcast today. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jody to start out with us, and we're going to talk about part two of the pre-contemplation stage. Uh, it's a disorder that uh, lots of people, the majority of people, don't know that they're in, but uh, we're going to give, put some light on it today and uh, try to explain it in detail to each and every one of you. Jody, you want to go ahead and start? Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. Um, yeah, like you said, we're going to kind of talk about the pre-contemplation phase a little bit more, and um, that's based on the uh, trans-theoretical model uh, for the different stages in, of change. And there's uh, six stages altogether, and we're going to kind of go through those every week. And so first we're going to talk about the definition. So, Bill, if you could, can you read the definition of pre-contemplation and what that means? Sure thing. Pre-contemplation is a stage at which there is no intention to change behavior in the foreseeable future. Many individuals in this stage are unaware or underaware of their problems. Some people call this phase denial. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, so as you can, as you can tell by the definition, this is kind of the phase where um, people aren't really considering change. Um, for many reasons, like, like you said, maybe they're unaware. Um, it could be positive change. It could be negative change. Um, or they're just completely unwilling to change, something they maybe don't see as a big problem. Um, maybe they just don't know that it's a problem. And he mentioned the word denial. And uh, we had a previous podcast that kind of went into detail of some different types of denial and things that hold us back. And, you know, oftentimes... When we are in this stage, whatever it is, if somebody confronts us with this change that we either want to do or should do, um, our it, our internal thoughts, going to kind of put up this self-defense mechanism. It's going to do everything from roadblocks to excuses, and sometimes it'll just completely shut us down, and we'll just kind of completely dismiss the problem and kind of quit even thinking about it. And contemplation is kind of a thinking phase where you start to consider change. So this is before that. This is um, where you, you don't really even know. And the goal of this phase is to raise, raise some sort of awareness, um, start to learn different ideas, different possibilities, maybe the recognition of uh, that there is a problem. And, you know, a lot of times when people are, deep in this pre-contemplation phase, they have such a stronghold um, holding on to that idea um, that they're not really open-minded. They're not really open to other possibilities. Um, they might not know they have a problem, or if it's a positive change that they're looking to do, they might not really know the different opportunities out there, the different things that they could do uh, to make their life better, to change the thing that they're just kind of stuck in. And the internal thought will leave us in that same past program conditioning. We're going to continue to do the same things that we've always done. Um, it's that, you know, just the way I am. A lot of people don't think that they have a choice in changing a lot of these things, um, and they don't really know that there's different options. And so that's a good thing that to have a mentor or a life coach to 
kind of talk you through some different options, maybe propose different opportunities, propose different ideas. And, um, but the first step before even being open to that is being open-minded. Um, we also did a podcast on being open-minded that goes into detail of kind of releasing from that internal thought and that past program conditioning, start to recognize that we do have choices in a lot of these decisions, a lot of these changes. And there's a, there's a lot of things that we might want to do. Um, it could be gambling habits. It could be bad habits drugs, alcohol, smoking, things like that. Um, and it could be positive things like different goals. A lot of people don't write down their goals. They don't really have a list of things that they want to do or could do. And a lot of times people don't even consider some things. Maybe they think they have that internal thought that says they're not good enough or they could never do that or maybe they weren't that smart. Um, I, I like the, the story Les Brown talks about when he was in school, and they used to always call him uh, DT, the dumb twin. And um, he had this one teacher that told him, you know, don't ever think about yourself that way and kind of started to get him to recognize that internal thought of thinking that he was dumb and that he wasn't good enough to start to improve his life and open up to possibilities. And he's done a lot of a great talks and speeches and he's come a long way since that um, stage. So denial is, tricky. A lot of times when we're stuck in this denial, there's a lot of justifications we'll make, uh, not really trying to consider different changes. And we talked about the um, cognitive dissonance, uh, like smoking is a big one where, you know, people know, like you could ask anybody if smoking is good or bad for you, and they'd all know that it's bad for you. But they're brain is trying to keep them in that denial. So it kind of throws in these justifications to continue to stay in that bad habit, not really think about. It's not even the changing part yet. It's just the pre-contemplation thinking about, is this good or should I quit? A lot of people don't even consider it. And if asked if they could, they would probably say, yeah, I probably could. They just are unwilling or don't really think about it. And once we can start to think about it, then we can start to look at benefits and maybe they think that the benefit of being willing to change outweighs the consequences. And then there's other roadblocks that um, our, our internal thought will put up and that's fear. Uh, we did a podcast on fear, talks about, you know, fear of success. Uh, first time I heard fear of success, I thought that seems kind of weird. Why, why would anybody have a fear of being successful or being, fear of changing. And it's that, you know, internal thought that keeps us stuck in that comfort zone. And we don't really start to even think about wanting to change. Um, there might not be any reason that we can start to think about. So and we'll, we'll get into like a lot of the reasons and the contemplation phase where we start to think about, you know, pros and cons and things like that. Um, a lot of people have a fear of failure. Um, a lot of people think failure is bad. They think they tried something, they fail. It starts to build this thought process that every time I try something, I fail instead of looking at the positive aspect of it. Um, you think of uh, Edison when he made the light bulb. Everybody's like, why do you keep trying to make this light bulb when you keep failing? And he's like, I don't, I'm not failing. Every time I find something that doesn't work, 
I learn a new way to, that it doesn't work. So he never thought about it as failure, and it continued to keep him moving forward. And another part of the pre-contemplation phase that holds people back is they don't really think that there's a, there's a point. They don't really consider the health benefits, their cognitive dissonance will just throw those ideas out, um, or they don't really look at the benefits. They don't have any goals and, and things like that. And we have a three-step process. We talk about the identify, confront, and be proactive. So the pre-contemplation phase is kind of before we even identify these things. So it's before we are even willing to start to look at these things. And once we identify and we start to consider these things we want to change, then we can become aware of them, we can recognize them, and then we can start to work on different uh, plans to move forward. And that will be the other, other stages of these stages of change. And that's what I got for pre-contemplation, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. We really appreciate your input today on uh, pre-contemplation part two. Uh, Bill, you want to uh, go ahead and throw your two cents worth in? <laughs> you, all, you always say my two cents worth. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, Jody, uh, you hit on so many, so many interesting points. Yes, uh, like right now, you know, I quit smoking years ago. However, you know, I still vape. You know, I enjoy it. I'm not in any denial. I know it's not good for you. But, uh, you know, it's something that's a habit that eventually it's something I've actually thought about quitting. And I think with, you know, the right motivation, that will probably come along. But uh, further on in denial, if I, take, uh, if I take what I've been through the last, uh, was it, 10 months now, um, you know, I was in denial that everything was going downhill in my, uh, my personal life. Uh, you know, finalized the divorce, and I've, but I've also realized uh, that I have a self-worth. You know, I've discovered so much through the, through the months. And it's actually been years because I've been with Paul for now going on, what, 20 months? A little more than 20 months yep. probably. And 22. And, you know, I, I understand who I am. And, you know, I know I'm good. I know that, you know, I am worth it. I'm not junk. Um, I've just come to a place now after all of this stuff has gone on, I was talking to an old friend of mine that we started with. Uh, we started with our company back in 19. Well, I started back in 1988, but we've been friends since 1988. And uh, you know, he says, you know, I'm I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I said, you know what? Uh, I've been with the company 31 years. I've climbed the corporate ladder. I've done this. I've done that. And Right now, I am actually content where I am. You know, I am content to know that I'm doing a good job. Um, I'm comfortable with myself. And now it's time to live life for me. You know, what I, what I was in denial before was that I didn't have an identity. You know, uh, unfortunately, I've gone through two marriages and two betrayals. But the thing was is that through both of them, through all those years, 
each each year whittled away what my true identity was. You know, I lost all my hobbies. I lost uh, really my sense of direction, what I really wanted to do. Uh, they they'd sneak out once in a while, but um, they'd wheel back in because I thought that they would disappoint my my uh, my spouse. But it was really something that. Uh, Looking at it now, looking at it eyes wide open, it's like, no, I, you know, right now I am content where I am. Um, now I'm at a stage where, you know, you know I'm going to be building on these, uh, these first memories I'm going to make of my new life and the exciting adventures that each day brings. I wake up very thankful in the morning, uh, very positive attitude, just like, just like Jody was saying, you know, Les Brown, he, uh, he, he tells it like it is. Uh, he's fallen down many times, like we all have. But, uh, you know, he says, you know what? When you fall, fall on your back so you can just get right back up and keep going. And it's true. Just get back up, brush yourself off. You know, it's just a, it's a little speed bump in life because you have a lot of life to live. You know, life is short, but if you make the most of it each day, and understanding who you are, you'd be far better off. And then one of my mantras now where it's, you know, you, Jody was talking about fear of failures and everything else like that. You know, uh, I look at now, uh, uh, this might sound strange, but it also, goes, it also goes towards the female side. You know, getting back out into the, uh, into the dating arena. You know, the fear of rejection and everything else. You know, I'm... Kind of, I'm kind of immune to that. It's like, okay, well, you know what? If they aren't uh, someone that is interested in me, that's fine. It's their loss and not mine. Uh, you know, the right, right person comes along. But what I also look in that is to look at what your future brings. Each day brings you a challenge. So what I, what I have uh, imprinted in my mind now is that the successful people do what the unsuccessful people aren't willing to do, which is put yourself out there. You know, be spontaneous. Take that, take that step forward. You know, uh, it might you might be fearful about it. Break break the cycle of fear and just do it. You may fail, but just like Jody said, you know, like Edison and so many other inventors and great men and women. Throughout the uh, throughout the centuries, they failed. So you know, there's nothing wrong in failing. But when you fail, just get back up and try something else. Take a different course. So uh, the denial stage for me, I'm looking at right now. The truly only denial stage I have right now uh, is yep, getting o- getting over smoking one of these days. Getting over smoking one of these days. I know right now my course is. My course is set for an unbelievable future, unbelievable future. That's what I want to continue to lay in my heart and uh, lay out each day I live. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate your uh, input there and the illustrations, how it's applied to you. Uh, Debbie, uh, how does pre-contemplation stage uh, fit into your life, in your past life? Well, um, I, I think I'm much more at the beginning of this journey. Um, I always knew that uh, I wanted to 
there's so much I wanted to do. And I felt like I had a great future, but I kept bumping into a wall all the time. And, uh, and I never could put my finger on what that was. Uh, I, I kept trying to do a lot of different things, and, and ju- it just seemed like no matter what I did, and believe me, I've tried a lot of things. Bill, you were talking about falling down and getting up. I feel like I've fallen down and gotten up so many times. Um, but for, And it's always been a struggle. You know, it's always been like, you know, why is this happening to me? And that's where I think I got stuck in the pre-contemplation stage, you know, where, um, where I just couldn't see it. And, uh, and now... I knew there was always something that was holding me back, but I, I didn't even know how to, what the next step was, you know. And I think, Paul, one of the things that really has helped me was um, just talking about it with you and talking through it. You know, I'm starting to see where what the things in my past were that were holding me back and and uh, and now I'm actually looking really forward to what's going what my future is bringing you know um, I love what you said Bill about having an unbelievable future in front of you and I feel like I have that I've always wanted that but I don't think I ever really had the um, the the roadmap you know, I'd, I'd create my own little roadmap, but there was always an obstacle got there. And this week, you know, I just found out that obstacle was me. And that was um, very surprising to me to find out that all this time I've been, the, the, the problem has been me. Debbie, you're not alone. That's where I was, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it takes uh, it, t- it takes some time with Paul, and then all of a sudden you d- you know that you know uh, those those forces, your internal thoughts, you know they're evil. They will they will want mm-hmm. to hold you back and make you want to curl up in a ball. Oh, I did that. I I remember one time I called Paul, and when I was in denial, and I said, "I'm not worthy, Paul. Just take care of her." <laughs> you know, but it, it's not it, it you know. You will. You once you begin to realize what your internal thoughts are trying to do to you, um, you'll be able to break free of that and know that uh, you know you're far better than that. You know, and Paul's going to give you so much advice on it and uh, guide you through it. The the one piece of advice I'll give you is what I I had done in the past, and yeah, I I do it. I do it fairly often now, but when you're in the bathroom and you finish, uh, you, know, you finish up in the bathroom and you're there looking in the mirror, look in the mirror there, Debbie, and say, you know what? I am worth it. I'm damn good and I am worth it. And I can push through this. And just continue. What you need to do is be your own self-cheerleader. You know, get the guidance from Paul, but when you're not with him, you know, be sure that you're aware of what your internal thoughts are trying to do to you and just be your own self-cheerleader. You know, get into all that motivational stuff that Jody was talking about and what I was talking about 
you know, I listen to Les Brown, I listen to Miles Monroe, I listen to Paul, you know, and, uh, you know, I listen, uh, I, I will even listen to myself off these podcasts to say, man, I was in a pitiful stage back then, and now see where I'm at. So you, you, you have to take it as a butterfly effect. You might be in a bit of a cocoon right now, but, <laughs> girl, you're gonna, it's going to open up, and you're going to start to spread your wings. Well, you know, it's funny that you say all that because I, I was sitting there thinking when you were talking about getting out on the um, on the dating side, and I was just like, more power to them. I don't know if I could do it, you know. Um, and I do see in that respect where my internal thoughts really just take take me down a path that um, that I don't even want to go out there. Uh, and um, and I remember a long time ago, Dr. Phil said on one of his show, well, you can't expect a man to drop out of the sky and land in your living room. You know, you've got to get out. But um, at this point, I'm not even willing to do that. So I really commend you for taking that step. You'll, you'll be at a stage where you'll be able to. You know, it's, uh, I look it, forward you know, to for, it. <laughs> for me now, it's like you can... You can talk to someone, and uh, it's really interesting to know that, you know, we're all human beings. We have so many, you know, each individual is different in so many ways. What it is, it's embracing the differences in each other. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. have to be like. If we were like-minded, it would be a really boring life. But if you look at embracing the differences that each person has, eventually that man is going to fall out of the sky for you. You know, know, what it is is also it's going to take your, you know, working with Paul, you'll get your, you'll understand your self-worth, you'll understand where you are in life, and um, you're going to understand your own value system and what you're going to value in your life, what you're going to value in another individual. You know, believe me, working with Paul, I've, understood where uh, the value of my prior spouse was versus me and knowing that, you know, overall I was, uh, I was a puppet on a string. I was a puppet on a string. I was a, I was a robot that tried to please and please and please and couldn't do anything. But knowing, knowing once my eyes were open what, um, what, I can achieve and who I am, I'm very comfortable in my skin now. So it, it just takes time. It takes time. So believe me, the people that are on this call right now have been mm-hmm. exactly where you are. So if you, <laughs> if you stay on the journey, you're, you're, you're going to be taking the same mantra. Successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. It's interesting that you say that because one of the things that Paul and I had talked about was um, the two major relationships in my life um, also ended, well, they both ended, um, but we looked at what kind of person I was attracting. And you're right in that, in that um, I lost myself in those relationships. And um, so one of the things Paul was telling me was 
to um, to start looking at what did I want to attract and how and who did I want to attract, you know, what kind of a person and so forth. And um, and I was telling him earlier, it was so funny. I was just in in Wawa today getting a drink, and um, and I've just been kind of. Um, immersing myself in all the different things that we've talked about. And um, today in Wawa, a young guy, you know, probably 30, 35 years old, um, walks up to me and we're standing in line and all of a sudden he just starts telling me his whole life story. And Paul had told me, listen more and um, and ask questions. And so he would he would say something, and I'd ask him a question. And and there was one point where I was sitting there saying, okay, I know pretty much everything about this gentleman in the last ten minutes. And he just kept talking. And that's not an experience that I normally have with men. They don't just talk to me, you know. Um, so that was real surprising. I, I kept thinking, why does he keep talking? <laughs> and, it, and by the time we got up to the cashier, by the time we got up to the cashier, I just said, uh, I said, well, it sounds like you're going to have a really great life, you know. And he says, yeah, I'm really excited. And I said, well, thank you for sharing that with me. And he goes, you're welcome, ma'am. <laughs> Out I went. <laughs> And I was like, Well, see, wow. take that, too. You blessed somebody. <laughs> you actually blessed somebody. You know, between you giving him a little bit of strength, but you listening and listening to what Paul told you to do, which is listen more and then understand what the other person's saying, you, that was a blessing to you. So, you're, yeah, your cocoon's going to open one day, girl. You'll be all set. <laughs> Yeah, keep listening to Paul. Keep to working with day. Paul. I do. <laughs> I look completely forward to it. Although there are a couple of times where I don't look forward to it, <laughs> and I tend to fight him a little bit, but for the most part, that's, it's been really great. That's okay. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that because there was a time there where I was thinking, Mm-mm. "Wow, I'm like a rebel here." But one of the things I learned and I was telling him is I had to step back and and take the emotion out of it, that it wasn't that he was saying negative things to me or calling me names or anything like that. Um, It was that we were trying to identify, you know, where the issue is. And, uh, And I got to see that very, very clearly. But it took... It took getting the emotion out and stepping back and really looking at it from more of a clinical kind of um, look as opposed to a very personal, I feel, attacked look. <laughs> no, I understand where you're coming from. You know, working with Paul, um, the thing that I put in my head when I first started with him is that, you know, <laughs> The strangest thing is the old adage, honesty is the best policy. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life. Just be honest about it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing, be honest about it. Because if you're not, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to drop back into this pre-contemplation phase and denial. But if you're you're 
honest about what's going on and, and how you feel, you know, uh, you know, Paul will work with you on, you know, directing your course and um, getting you to the right spot. You know? so, but you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be open with them. Just be, just be open on, on where, you, where you sit, what your feelings are, uh, and then everything starts to flow. And each week or each day, depending, depending on how many times you see them each week, uh, each, each visit just builds and builds and builds. And your, you know, your own internal thoughts, are gonna, they're going to turn to positive, And you still have that negative in there. Well, you know, you'll never get rid of that. You know, jo- Jody and I can attest to that. Paul can attest to that. <laughs> The, the internal, the negative internal thoughts, they'll always try to attack you. They'll try to find that little crack in you. But if you continue to practice what he preaches, um, you know, you'll come out, you'll come out far better and you'll come out on top. I totally look forward to that day. Thanks very much, Debbie. Uh, Bill, go ahead and remind you. Thank you. Bill, go ahead and remind the audience uh, on what it, the acronym, it represents. Well, it, I-T, represents your internal thoughts. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual man, so I take it more as like the devil getting into your thoughts. You know, I'm not worthy. I'm worthless. I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, placing fear in your life or... Um, if you're at the beginning stages of denial or like Debbie was talking about earlier, uh, the past history of your life, I, you know, we've all, we all have different histories. So I look at, you know, how my father treated me, how my mother's treated me, how my ex-wives have treated me, everything. And to look at uh, the past program conditioning that my internal thoughts put me in, um, it's, it's something that, it, that's what will keep you down. It wants to keep you down. Those, if you keep those negative internal thoughts in you and, uh, and just rely on those, uh, you're going to stay in the same place for the rest of your life. Uh, if, you, if you learn to realize what they are, you know, where they came from, you know, in your family background, in your, in your relational background, in your own personal background of how you feel about yourself, uh, if you can realize that, uh, you're going you're gonna to start to break out of that and understand that your internal thoughts won't control you anymore. You can control them. They're always going to try to get out. They're, you know, the past, the past is the past, but the past will always try to sneak in somewhere. Like you always say, Paul, you know, it's going to find that little sliver somewhere and it's going to try to seep in and tell you, yeah, you're not worth it, you're not worth it. Oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? But overall, if you if you can come to terms and understand your internal thoughts, you're going to be on a path to uh, a successful and a, a more comfortable future. Sounds amazing. Thanks, Bill. You know, most people have problems each and every day and don't realize that there's a possibility to have a different outcome available to them. But by discovering it and 
realizing how the mind works and how it tries to self-sabotage us, you need a roadmap to get you from point A to point B so that you can see things more easily and, and understand the different stages of life that you're going through. You know, it, your inter- internal thoughts has a self-defense mechanism to block our discovering ourselves or anybody else. And uh, depending upon the, the degree that a person's in when it comes to pre-contemplation, um, it can shut down, make you shut down. And Debbie, you've, uh, in the beginning, you try to shut down and make it too personal, as you are well aware, right? Oh, absolutely. But uh, we have to understand the different uh, stages that we're in, especially uh, in the beginning when it comes to, uh, you know, going on that journey of self-discovery. But uh, we've got to understand that this mind, this it, has all kind of mechanisms to blind us from reality. And uh, we have to understand going through this, this, this self-discovery that it's going to throw every possible uh, weapon at us to put us in a state of denial and even using all the five senses that we, you know, that we have available to us. But uh, just step by step by step, taking little steps and uh, not making this so personable and looking at it as a possibility that anything's possible if you just put your mind to it and want it bad enough. And uh, any more questions, uh, Jody, Bill, uh, Debbie, about uh, pre-contemplation and the effects of it? Um, I think that was pretty good. Thank you, Jody. I don't have any questions. I think so, too. Thank you, Jody, for the uh, uh, beginning presentation, and Bill and and Debbie. Uh, We'll be available next Thursday night at 730. Uh, Look forward to each and everybody being on the call, and uh, thank you very much for participating this evening. We'll talk to you next Thursday night. The number is 515-604-9530, and the access code is 655145. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you now.